As long as you lift your hands to the sky, it is the sounds of blackness uh, coming through with optimistic, keeping that holiday flavor coming through right here on Jet Set Breakfast. It is uh, 22, 9 o'clock. We are going to catch up with a pioneering doctor, uh, Dr. Emmanuel Taban, who uh, alongside his colleagues was at the front lines of uh, COVID responses in South Africa. He's a uh, pulmonologist and i hope i got that right and author of the boy who never gave up a refugee's journey to triumph uh courses interviews uh, one or two or maybe a dozen times during the height of the pandemic uh, and literally he did so much pioneering work that saved so many lives um and he's now been named africa's person of the year good morning dr uh Tabain. how are you doing uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Bridget, and also Merry Christmas to the listeners and viewers out there. Thank you so much. I'm doing very well. It's Christmas Day. Thank you for the interview. It is Christmas Day, and we are blessed to have made it thus far, considering what a rough two years we have had as Africans, but as just the global community. Well, it's been great. You know what the COVID-19 has given us, Omicron, which is one of the very mild virus, virus at least, and I hope that will be the norm. And it's really great news that the, the of Omicron, of course, virus, that actually making our life much more easier. And you look at the latest guidelines, mm-hmm. you know, quarantine's been discontinuous, isolations and all that. Life is getting a lot better. So I'm so excited about 2022, you know. Life is going to be great. I definitely can hear it in your voice, uh, Dr. Tavain. I mean, you had so many interviews over the last two years uh, where there was a, a an almost calm anxiousness to your voice, um, you know, and, and, a, and a, a calculated cautiousness. But this morning you are sounding lighter. So that gives me hope <laughs> that, well. <laughs> that Omicron has indeed uh, started to signal the stabilizing of what has been a horrendous this virus i agree awesome stuff so let's talk about the work that you've done i mean i remember seeing i think one of your earlier interviews and and uh, you by by virtue of your speciality and what you do in the medical uh, industry um had really uh, started pioneering uh, um, a procedure that it seemed from what i heard at the time uh, a lot of doctors were were apprehensive to actually try but there you were bravely trying it and trying it with great success success in the patients uh, that trusted you to do this procedure. Tell me a little bit about, about that journey, uh, you know, between yourself and, and COVID and, of course, this incredible work that you did. Yeah, I think COVID was, uh, yeah, it was quite a very challenging disease, of course. And when COVID comes, obviously, we needed to do something different. Mm. And when I did the bronchoscopy, I was the first in South Africa and also to do one on the hypoxic ventilated patient, probably the first all over the world because there's no evidence to support that it was actually being done before. Mm. And, and of course, my finding was very amazing. And lately, even there are a lot of articles coming out saying that uh, now in Europe, they say actually when you do bronchoscopy and you find mucus in this patient, the chance of them dying are very high. Mm. So, I mean, my question is that why they didn't listen in the first place and start doing that a bit much earlier, mm. you know, do more preventive measures. And I think for me, that was really more, more about COVID-19 managing those patients. But the most important thing really is more about 
basics. You know, when, yes. when you are on your, where, what, wherever you are, you need to master your basics for you to be successful. And yes. if you master your basics, it's so easy to see where the problem is. Mm. And that was the issue with me because my basics was all right. And that's the only the way I've been practicing. And when I saw that there's something wrong with the ventilator, there's something wrong that the air is not going to the patient's lungs. So I didn't really need to think about other things because I've checked my ventilator. I went through all my basic process and they're all well and good. Mm. So I needed just to see what's happening in patient lung. And that's when the bronchoscopy done. And of course, for a lot of people, become like, wow, it's a pioneer. But I was just going through my normal routine mm. work, you know. And the question that imagine this, in this country, in continent, if everybody does their minimum basic duties each and every day, mm. we start seeing the continent transform to something different. Mm-mm. And I mean, I remember, uh, you know, uh, after the, the the first handful of interviews that I saw you on on local uh, news networks here in South Africa, you really spoke about uh, they needed to be a, a bravery of, of, of doctors and surgeons with specific um, specialities to just try, try something, anything that you think might work. Yeah, well, that's that's the reality. I think we need to try. I mean, you just can't give up. You know, it just doesn't, for me, it doesn't matter. You know, most of us, we see the door. When it's closed, we think it's closed. Mm. You know what? Sometimes you, you'll be surprised. Actually, that door is not closed. The question that I think, I think as a, as a, as a, as a leaders in, in medical field, COVID-19 actually given us opportunity to stand out across the world. Mm. And if you look even with Omicron, we're the first people to come out and listen, it's a mild virus. Rest of the world went into panic. Mm. They just shut down our economies and everything. And we, we were telling them this is what what is this all about. And I think for me, as as a doctors in South Africa, I wish we should start looking at things differently. And most of the time, the answers lie within us. You know, the problem that I think we've been taught is that in 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 Africa, you must wait for guidelines to come from Europe mm. for it to be more credible. But I mean, we are having the same patients. We should be there. We should be laying the guidelines. Let the Europeans, they are in overseas. They're looking for the guide, uh, guidance coming from overseas. And we are overseas to them. They're overseas to us. Mm. Imagine now if we can exchange those information, you know, because we're all leaders who read the same textbook. We're capable of making our own um, conclusions mm. and also making our own studies. But I think we're not doing enough of that. Most of the time we think that we just need to wait. And I think for me it's time that we change that narrative. Mm-hmm. It is the voice of Dr. Emmanuel uh, Tabine, who is a pulmonologist and author of The Boy Who Never Gave Up, A Refugee's Journey to Triumph. Uh, and he was at the forefront uh, alongside his uh, colleagues in the medical sector fighting COVID-19 over the last two years, uh, at some point even uh, contracting it himself. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, doing some pioneering work uh, with his uh, bronchoscopy methodology. Um, so for you, Doctor, I mean, uh, when 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 you sort of look at your journey as a medical profession professional up to where you are now, did you ever, in your wildest dreams, uh, you know, did you ever think to yourself, in my lifetime, I will be confronted with something of such magnitude, um, you know, something that will change the world so incredibly? Or were you just hoping that, you know what, I'm going to have a successful medical career uh, with very little global events that sort of shake things up to the point of beyond imagination? Is the doctor still there?
Dr. Emmanuel? Oh, I think we lost Dr. Emmanuel uh, temporarily. Uh, we're going to try and... We're going to try and get him right back because that's the thing, right? When COVID hit, I don't think anybody ever thinks that in the 80 years that you are going to walk and live on this planet, you are going to be confronted by such a lifetime altering situation. Uh, We've got Dr. Emmanuel back on the line with us. Um, Dr. Emmanuel, I was just asking like a little cheeky question to say, you know, (laughs) when you were charting, because nobody ever thinks, you know, you certainly do not think. I remember when COVID started, I I found myself thinking, uh, wow, this is probably somewhat similar to how people who've survived historical global events like world wars and the Holocaust and all those lifetime altering moments. You know, you go to bed one day and life is normal and you wake up the next day, you're in the middle of this historical event. No one ever thinks you're going to live through something like this. Yeah, you know, Bridget, again, I will emphasize this. You don't wake up every morning hoping to change the world. Yeah. You wake up every morning, try to do your best to your best of ability each and every day. Mm. And I always tell people, with the work that has been done, did not start during COVID. It started mm-hmm. from the day that I graduated as a medical doctor. My colleagues knows me. My patient knows me mm-hmm. 10, 20, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I've always been practicing. And the way everybody looks at it has been exceptional. For me, that's my normal. Mm-hmm. So for me, in life is that we need to be best in what we're doing. You need to be exceptional in what you do. I think for me, do all that for yourself because your time on earth is limited. Mm-hmm. And you need to make sure that at least... I mean, if you're going to be a doctor, what else can you become? You mm. have to be the best in what you do. And I think for me, I urge everybody out there, be the best in what you do. You never know what mm. will come out of your way. Because most of the time, people get stuck because they're still looking to, to get their basics right. And mm. time passes you. While if you, each day you, do, you know your basics, it's easier for you to innovate. And mm. I think COVID-19 actually given me that opportunity to say, listen, you actually been doing a good work. It just for me, it's more nature. And, and yeah, I didn't know it was going to be a big thing, but look, mm. that that's the way it is. Maybe the word for for the good thing that I've been doing probably in life. I mean, I had a difficult life in my life, yeah. and that's what pushed me to try to be good in what I do, because I don't want to lose what I have already. If yeah. I lose it, then I have back to it square one. And I don't want, to want my children to go through it. So I need mm. to be good at what I do, Bridget. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's the essence of your being, uh, uh, Dr. Emmanuel. Uh, as as humble as you are, I can sense, you know, as, as an African, you are humble in, in, in really your successes. But at the same time, you also recognize, and I love what you said, you only get one lifetime. So be exceptional um, at everything that you do. And I think... For someone who at such a young age like yourself, you know, from the tender age of 15, 16, having experienced abduction, uh, being in a, a very much uh, torn Sudanese, uh, uh, you know, environment and having to leave your home country to seek refuge and safety and a better life for yourself. Um, I think already that was the beginning of your exceptional story, because I don't know if a lot of people know about about your story and how you found yourself being a medical specialist, but it wasn't easy. And hence why you wrote the book, The Boy Who Never Gave Up. It was not easy by any stretch of the imagination. 
Yeah, no, you're right. It wasn't very easy. But I remember throughout all those uh, falling down, difficult times, it taught me so much in life. And I always say that the biggest issue, you know, I've looked at South Africans and I've looked at Africans. Mm-hmm. There are one problem. We always, for whatever reason, we're victims. Mm-hmm. And we always succumb to it. And something that is not so realistic. And I know very well, especially in South Africa, you know, you, you see young person come to medical professional, the first thing they complain about the place being racist, there's so much racism. Mm-hmm. And most of them, it's not really real. It's perception. And once you believe in that, it's actually destroy you. Mm. And, and and we it's time that I think time that Africans we should stop being victims. They need to stop complaining. Yeah, I'm female. I'm black. I'm my, I'm my, my age. They need to stop that. They mm. need to to look at themselves. Why am I not good? Why do you think someone would discriminate me based on my color? Mm. Is my color bad? No. The answer is about that. It's not that someone discriminating you. You need to stand up and do something. Etc. Most of the time, you miss the boat when you start blaming people for your problem. Mm. But if you if you start questioning yourself and, and look at yourself, how can I excel in it? Nobody mm. can stop you, and the platform will be yours. So for me, it's the lesson to learn that I, on my book, I wrote them clearly mm. that I refuse to be a victim, mm. and I went through racism again. I refuse to succumb to it. Because somebody who is racially abusing me, he has problems. I don't have the problems. What should I internalize? Mm. How racial attitude me and succumb to it? Because mentally, then I will not progress. But if I throw in dustbin and make lemonade out of it, then life becomes great. Even actually, you hurt it more by smiling at him. So for me, people need to look at life difficult. Don't look at difficulties as the end of as the end of the, your life mm-hmm. or that somebody hates you. We're not mean to love you. Mm. You need to love yourself. And I love myself for who I am. I don't care what other people think about me, but I wanted to be the best in what I would do. Whoever come to my way, I need to touch their lives. Oh, you just put the biggest smile on my face. Dr. Emmanuel Tamayan, congratulations on being named Africa's Person of the Year. And of course, last year, a London-based New African magazine also named you one of the 100 most influential Africans of 2020. Um, I can't wait to see the impact that you have on the medical sector. Uh, already, I'm, I'm seeing the eyes, the bright eyes of little brown boys and girls going, Who is that doctor? And I want to be just like him. Uh, Have a beautiful and blessed Christmas and well-deserved holiday uh, with your loved ones. Dr. Emmanuel, thank you for taking our call this morning. Thank you, Bridget. Have a lovely Christmas. Bye-bye. Thank you. That was uh, Dr. Emmanuel uh, Tabine, who is the, of course, pioneering pulmonologist um, and author of The Boy Who Never Gave Up, A Refugee's Journey to Triumph.